1: Entertaining, never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative.
2: You call people out no matter what they are and you hold them accountable. That's the Marquee Show.
1: The first hour of the Marquee Show starts now.
3: What's wrong with this guy Como? This guy what's he, doozy Bots or what? He's
2: dizzy, you know. Nobody wants him in the. He, nobody wants him to be governor no more. He's he's a bully. I mean, t- t- take a look at that guy. You see the size of his head? It takes up the whole picture screen. I mean, if you got a ninety inch TV, his head's taking up all ninety inches. The guy's got some melon head. Hey, hang it up there, Mister Doozybots. Bots. Nobody wants his governor no more. Fold. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was a very impressive open mic message to start today's show about uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo, who is still governor of the state of New York. And he refuses to resign. He said, I will not resign. Ain't going to do it. He uh, kind of apologized. And we'll bring you some of that a little later on today. But I'll tell you, hey, oh, hey, I, I apologize, but I'm not going to resign for saying she should take eat the whole sausage in front of my daughter. I'm not going to resign for that. that's not... That's not something I need to resign for. Anyway, whatever. This is the Markay Show. My name is Markay. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Man, we have so there is so much going on today. First of all, we have a uh, a what the bleep today that I think it's it's kind of it's a two part what the bleep special. Half of the bleeps come directly from CPAC. So if you watch CPAC, if you attended CPAC, if you're a big CPAC fan, uh, then by all means, you're going you're gonna to have a lot of fun and you're probably going to do really well in today's What the Bleep. Also, the other half comes directly from the Governor Cuomo press conference yesterday. So if you watch the Governor Co- uh, Cuomo or Governor Cuomo, as that guy calls him, uh, press conference yesterday, you will also have an upper hand on what the bleep, um, which comes up in about like an hour and a half or so, it's really. And we're going to go back to the old way. We, we, uh, we experimented a little bit last week, but we find that we want to make it harder, not, not, not softer, or not easier. Um, So we're going to go back to the traditional what the bleep. We're we're conservatives here. We're traditionalists. We like things to be the way they always were. You know, we fight change uh, with tooth with, uh, you know, we fight change tooth and nail because, you know, like we said, we don't we don't want things to get too crazy too fast. And that's why uh, we're we're kicking it old school again with What the Bleep in just about like an hour or so. Also, we've got the phone lines ready to go, 855-765-1045. We've got some open mics, which we'll get to. If you want to send us an open mic message, by all means, please do. Please send us an open. Just go to our app and download it. It's 104.5 WOKV in the app store. And then all you have to do is 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 hit the button, record the message, hit send. We get it here in the studio. Either Josh or Hannah, whoever's less busy, will we'll make sure that it's uh, edited appropriately, and we will um we will get it on the air. Speaking of editing appropriately, I have a question: Who is controlling Joe Biden? Who is controlling Joe Biden? Who's pulling the strings? Who tells the guy where to go and what to do and what to say? I think we have the answer. I think we have the answer because yesterday Joe Biden appeared virtually on a Zoom call with the Democrats in Congress. Nancy Pelosi was there as well. Uh, Joe Biden gave an update. They talked about issues coming up, and they're busy, man. They're busy bees. They are in there every single day, except for today, which we'll get to in just a minute. Uh, they're in there every single day trying to trying to federalize elections and take rights away from the individual states um, to to create and and execute elections, you know, the way that they deem. Appropriate. They're trying to uh, – what else are they trying to do? Oh, they're trying to, to move in on your gun rights and try to extricate the guns from your premises. They're trying to boost the minimum wage. They're trying to do – I mean they're trying to do all kinds of things that you don't want to do and that, quite frankly, are unconstitutional. The only thing they're not trying to do is get you that stimulus money that you're waiting for. They're trying to they're trying to take the stimulus check and the stimulus uh, package and they're trying to to just jam a whole bunch of meat in there and a whole bunch of pork. They want you to, they want you to take the whole sausage just like uh, just like Governor Cuomo said and that's why the stimulus checks are not coming your way anytime soon and probably won't. Because luckily you've got a Senate that is still 50-50 and a Senate that will do their darndest to keep the the Democrats from – they'll be the dam that keeps the Democrats from flooding the country with liberalism. And socialism and uh, and just drowns all of your rights, which were guaranteed to you by the Constitution. Anywho. So Joe Biden is talking to Congress yesterday. He's talking to Nancy Pelosi. He's talking to all the Democrats in Congress. And at the end, he says, thank you very much. And then he asks if there are any questions and something very strange. As soon as Joe Biden uh, who hasn't done a press conference, by the way, who, for whatever reason, is ignoring calls for a State of the Union address, which is typical of presidents around this time to give us. I mean, it's March already. No president has gone this long without giving a State of the Union except for Jimmy Cotta. And we all know how that at first term for Jimmy Cotta ended. So we've got Joe Biden who's ignoring the press, ignoring the people, not going out in public. And now he says this. He he asks about questions and listen to what happens next. It's very, 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 very interesting.
3: So I want to thank you all. I really mean it from the bottom. I want to thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm happy to take questions if that's what I'm supposed to do, Nance, whatever you want me to do.
1: And the feed goes dead <laughs> to Joe Biden. First of all, very interesting things about this. First of all, Joe Biden says, I am happy to take questions. I am happy to take questions, which means Joe Biden wants to take questions. Then he looks at Nancy Pelosi and says, if that's what I'm supposed to do, anything you want me to do, Nance, I'm happy to do it. That's when the feed gets cut. So here's Joe Biden, supposedly the president of the United States, supposedly the chief executive of the United States, supposedly the man in charge of the Democrat Party, asking permission from the Speaker of the House to take questions. Do you want me to take questions? Can I take questions, Nance? Nance, can I do some questions? Can I? Can I? Nance, please, please. I'd love to take questions. Please, please, Nance, please. And she cuts the feed. She doesn't say nope. She doesn't say we're out of time. She doesn't say anything. She cuts the feed. Why? Because she's panicking. Whenever anyone in the Democrat Party, whenever anyone in the White House, whenever anyone with any uh, hope, hope that the Democrat Party can continue under Joe Biden's leadership for as long as possible, hears Joe Biden say, hey, anybody have any questions they are they panic and they hit the dump button man they cut that feed they cut that feed like it's an umbilical cord and you can hear it you can hear the whole thing unfold and see it unfold live
3: uh on the internet So i just want to thank you all i really mean it. from the bottom, i want to thank you thank you thank you thank you and i'm happy to take questions if that's what i'm supposed to do nance whatever you want me to do
1: I'm happy to take questions if you no, cut him off, cut him off, hit the button. the last thing we can do is have the president of the United States answer questions. And keep in mind, this isn't even a press conference. These are questions from other Democrats. It's not like he's he's facing the these newspaper reporters and TV reporters who are trying to stick him in a gotcha moment. These are supposedly his peers, his people, his, his you know, his party. What are they going to say to embarrass him? But they, they are petrified that Joe Biden will say anything and Joe Biden is taking marching orders from the speaker of the house of representatives. So if you wanted to know who's in charge, if you wanted to know who's pulling the strings or in this case pulling the plug, it's Nancy Pelosi or Nance as in, Nance is in charge. Maybe it's Jim Nance. No, it's probably Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi right now is running the country and we have video evidence of it. And something else is very clear too. Nancy Pelosi is not going to let Joe Biden do a State of the Union address? I mean, probably his body and mind won't let him do it either. But Nancy Pelosi's going to put the kibosh on it. Can I come? Can I come speak to both chambers of Congress, Nancy? Can I? Can I? Can I do a? Can I, Nancy, I want to do a State of the Union like all the other presidents did, Nancy. Can I? No. Oh, shucks. All right, fine. I'll go play. I'll go play pinochle with Dr. Jill. Uh, Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. We joke about it and we laugh about it, but it's pretty scary to think that the guy that quote unquote was elected president isn't in control and is taking orders from the speaker of the house, isn't even allowed to talk to other Democrats without the say so of Nancy Pelosi. That's something that you and I really everybody should be really, really scared of. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five, except maybe China. They're probably thrilled about it. 855-765-1045. Quick break. We got some of your phone calls coming up here in just a minute. Also, really interesting story about a newscaster from Arizona who you may never heard of, uh, but you probably will starting today. That and, uh, and what the belief. It's all on the way. Stay tuned to The Mark K. Show. The Martin K Show. And my name is Mark K. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 is our number. We've got some of the uh, Governor Cuomo press conference coming up here in just a minute. Also, um, this woman in Arizona who's a newsca- very popular newscaster, she quit her job. And we have and she she made a great video as to why she quit her job. We're going to play you some of that in just a minute because I believe it's very poignant. First, Jim is in, in uh, St. Augustine. Jim, good morning. Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. How are you? Fine, how are you doing? Oh, doing great, Jim. What's up, man? What would you want to say today?
2: No,
4: I just want to point out that in this country, as far as politics is concerned, we're really not going to get anywhere unless each and each side is willing to call out their side. When when Gavin Newsom was wrong for, for going against his own mandates, but Ted Cruz was also wrong for traveling to Mexico. But unfortunately, in this climate, you know, radio hosts like yourself, on one side or the other, Democrats included, are going to call out, Gavin Newsom, but not Ted Cruz, and on the left, vice versa. And the American public do the same exact thing. We just refuse to call out our own side. Trump could be wrong and Biden could be wrong. You know, um, Josh Hawley could be wrong and Cuomo could be wrong. But it just just seems we won't do that in this country. We're too tribal.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, I'll be honest with you. I feel like we call out our own side here more than anyone. I mean, I've spent hours lambasting – I I was about to you want to. Hear? Yeah, I'll give you examples. I did a whole hour on Liz Cheney and how she uh, she was basically a Democrat and was defying conservatism. I did a whole hour on Adam Kinzinger as well. We talked at length about the 10 republicans who sided with the democrats mitt romney is is one of the most hated people on this show for several reasons because he hasn't supported the people who have supported him so we spend i mean i mean i i feel like we talk more negatively about republicans on the show that are so called republicans than we do democrats um but- you, know, you
4: you you talk more about people who don't favor trump not people on your side well people who aren't conservatives but the you point them out is because they're they're, they're, they um they won't toe the line as far as trump is concerned that's why you point the three you specifically talked about it you you don't like them because they're not pro-trump necessarily
1: i don't like them because they're lying to their people i don't like them because they're using their positions for power instead of representing their constituency i don't like them because i believe that they're false conservatives and they're bad for the party but I'm calling them out. So don't, I mean, for you to say, hey, you don't call out your own is not true. We, in fact, I did a whole thing an hour or uh, yesterday about how I had rats in my house. And the and the thing you need to do to really make this country better and really make this country tick is to get the rats out of your own party. You need to make sure that your party is pure with people that, that are conservative, that share the same ideals and won't stab you in the back. I think that's well, one no, of the big you problems want, you're you seeing. want everybody to be lockstep with Trump. No, I don't want everyone and to be locked that, up. And, and the Democrats shouldn't be locked up with Joe Biden either. Well, nobody That's should be locked up with Joe Biden because he's a socialist. I mean, it, it comes, sure. Jim, I understand what you're saying. You're trying to say that, that we're just one-sided and we're part of the problem and we're just as bad as they are. But the fact of the matter is we're not just as bad as they are. We're way better. Because we understand what the Constitution says. We understand how it works in a capitalist society. We understand that capitalism is a much better system of, of economics than any other in the world. And it's been proven that countries that adopt socialism and abandon capitalism, just they fall under their own weight. They cannot succeed. We've seen it over and over and over again. And you could, yeah, if, if I'm wrong for defending the Constitution, and if I'm wrong for defending capitalism, and if I'm wrong for defending the United States of America, and if I'm wrong for calling out people who say, we're with you guys, we're conservatives too, rah-rah, boom ba, Republican GOP, yay, yay, hip-hip-hooray, and then they go and they side with the socialists and the communists and start basically stabbing us in the back a million times until America lies there dead with a bunch of wounds in its in its you know in its upper in its upper shoulder area or wherever there i don't know maybe the lower where the tramp stamps are if, if that makes me wrong then yes i am wrong and i am one-sided but i don't believe so I, be- I believe there is a right and wrong in this country when you look at the constitution it's pretty clear these are your rights Anyone who tries to take your rights away, anyone who attacks your rights, anyone who tells you that these rights are not actually yours or that these rights are bad for you uh, or tries to limit them is anti-American. And it's it's you know, it's my job and everyone else's job, whether it's a conservative or whether it's a Democrat or a liberal to keep them in check and keep them at bay and if need be, push them very hard away from the things that we love like freedom and liberty and I'll tell let's talk a little bit about lockstep Jim, because when it came time when it came time to uh, crucify Donald Trump the first time in a bogus impeachment for a Ukrainian phone call that had no problems with it where the uh, the independent counsel showed there was no collusion there was no coercion there was no corruption there was no there was no uh, you know uh, justice being being quelled by the Trump administration it was it was lock- lockstep the democrats voting to impeach donald trump when it went to the senate it was lockstep every single democrat voting to remove donald trump from office and when it happened again on january 7th lockstep not one democrat crossed the aisle and said this is stupid Donald Trump didn't incite an insurrection. Not one Democrat crossed the aisle and said, this is dumb. We can't remove Donald Trump from office after he's been removed from office. And even this week, when we had votes on the stimulus bill, which was ridiculous, when we had votes on legal um, uh, federal mandates to election laws in the states, we all, all of these Democrat principles that come forward in the House of Representatives lockstep one hundred percent of the Democrats vote together. Not one of them, not one of them crosses the aisle. So don't talk to me about lockstep. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Thanks for your call, Jim. We appreciate you listening. It's the Marquette Show. Quick break. We'll be right back. All right, so uh, I got a call from a guy who said that uh, we were very one sided and part of the problem. And in a passionate response, I hit my fist on the desk and I broke the computer. <laughs> So we had Mm -hmm. had, had, had to call the IT guy out of a very important meeting, so he could come in here and say, uh, basically, don't bang on the desk anymore. So we're coming up with we're coming up with alternatives, so that when I get really impat, and I'm not angry again, I I don't want to come across as mad, or you know, I'm not like uh, I'm not Governor Cuomo. You know, I'm not calling people up saying, I will destroy you. I'm not doing that. I just like to, you know, slam on the desk. For, I, oh, I'm not Stop smoking. doing <laughs> that. Oh I'm, not supposed, I'm not supposed to do that anymore. 855-765-1045. Pardon <laughs> me. We're having way too much fun today. 855 765 104 But I'll tell you what. Jim from St. Augustine, he brings up a great point. And I want to sh- and he-, he brings up a great point, only I feel like he's not getting the full picture. And that's what we're here to do. Our job here is not to persuade you one way or the other. Our job here is to tell you the truth and let you make up your own mind. And one of these, there's a story about this woman from Arizona. She's a she's a newscaster, but like a big deal newscaster. Her name is uh her name is Carrie Lake. And she's been on the air forever. She's been number one ranked. They're on some Fox News station out in Arizona, I think, and I want to say in Phoenix. And she's been off for a couple of months. And she she finally came back and she released a YouTube video about two days ago, explaining kind of what's been going on with her and what's been going on with the media. Now, keep in mind, this is this is a this is a situation where we find that the media is very one sided. And most of the people on that side are on the left. They're all they're all the CNNs of the world. You know, they're all the Washington Post and New York Times of the world. And there's very few there's very few places that, that give you both opinions. Fox News for years has been called, you know, right wing conservative Trump TV. However, Fox News is the only major network that hires, much to the chagrin of many of its viewers, both Republicans and Democrats. And you can see that any time of the – if you watch this show, The Five, you know, you see Juan Williams out there arguing back and forth with with the other host, And, you know, Donna Brazil pops up every now and then. And for a long time, people don't realize this, but Sean Hannity wasn't just always Hannity. He used to be part of Hannity and Combs. And Alan Combs was a Democrat. And that's how Fox was able to build their moniker as Fair and Balanced because their number one network show – Uh, You know, their number one primetime show was Hannity, Republican and Combs, Democrat. And they argued the uh, they argued, you know, the the news of the day. Um, Sadly, Alan Combs is no longer with us and Hannity got the spot um, all to himself. But that's the one network really out of all of them that man maintains bipartisan anchors and reporters and administrators and people who are on either side of the aisle. Um, however, their lack of conservative voices led to the growth of places like Newsmax and OANN, um, and of course, don't forget you can see the Marques show on Newsmax every Saturday at five thirty p.m. Anywho, so this woman in in Arizona realizes that it's not just national news that's been taken over by the Democrats. It's not just the newspapers and the blogs. It's not just MSNBC and CNN and all these others. It's also local news, and so she came out and released this video about about her. And her job as the number one, keep in mind, number one news anchor in the city for like a decade, uh, Carrie Lake. Listen to this. Wait a minute. I may have broken more than just the, hang on. I got
4: to, oh, no. I got to make sure, hang on. This changed oh, okay, a there lot. We, there we since go. There right, we
1: go. All right, perfect. All right. Take two.
4: Sadly, journalism has changed a lot since I first stepped into a newsroom. And I'll be honest, I don't like the direction it's going. The media needs more balance in coverage and a wider range of viewpoints represented in every newsroom, at every level, and in each position. In the past few years, I haven't felt proud to be a member of the media. I'm sure there are other journalists out there who feel the same way.
1: All right, so here's Carrie Lake, and she's coming forward, and she's saying, look... Uh, journalism has a real problem. It's one-sided. There's not enough uh, viewpoints. There's not enough differentiation of viewpoints. There's not enough different sides in management, in production, in journalism, in the newsrooms across America. And this is at every level. And it makes me feel not proud to be a journalist. And then she goes on. uh, Listen to this.
4: I found myself reading news copy that I didn't believe was fully truthful or only told part of the story. And I began to feel that I was contributing to the fear and division in this country by continuing on in this profession. It's been a serious struggle for me, and I no longer want to do this job anymore.
1: So she's quitting. She's quitting as the top anchor at her news station. She's quitting after years and years in the number one spot. And let me tell you this, man. Let me tell you this. News reporters in major markets that are number one, that they are rolling in, and They—that is a cush job if you've ever seen one. You're rich, you're famous, you get recognized, free stuff. Who knows what's—I don't even know. I don't even know. I'm not pretty enough for TV. That's why they keep me here uh, on the radio. But I'm telling you, to walk away from something like that after decades of climbing to the top tier of television, uh, you know, it takes some cojones and it takes a moral compass that is stronger—that is stronger than any anything at all that she's gaining from her position and so she walked away she called out journalism said journalism is is not what it used to be it's dead it's morally corrupt it's one sided i'm forced to report on things that i know in my heart of heart are not true and i'm and i'd rather do something else and she left And she doesn't know what the next chapter of her life is going to be, but she knows she's going to be happier not pretending to be something that she's not, not being part of an industry that is pretending to be a a, a journalist, pretending to have journalistic integrity. But really is a mouthpiece for one political party and uses their power to ignore stories that are important to citizens of the United States of America and people all over the world just because it doesn't fit their political agenda and doesn't help the elected members of their party. Very brave thing to do. Very noble thing to do. So, of course... The mainstream media started to attack her (laughs) almost immediately. The real reason Carrie Lake is leaving. They started getting into controversies that she suffered over the past couple of years. They started going back to tweets that she had to delete, posting videos of COVID-19 that didn't fit the narrative of the mainstream media. They went back and they they showed interviews of her with Donald Trump. They talked about her having uh, links to Nazi websites. They They talked about her having links to white supremacy groups they went on there man and they start there's articles all over the internet the arizona something something uh reported about how she uh, joined gab oh my god she joined gab so have millions of other people she had a parlor account before parlor was shut down oh my god can you imagine a a journalist wants to be on parlor where speech is supposedly free it seems like a good place for journalists to want to be uh, but but they outed her as a parlor having gab loving, Donald Trump interviewing, Nazi website loving, I I, I don't know, fascist, and uh, and and they're attacking her, uh, I guess for attacking them, and that's kind you know that's kind of what I believe I I believe, and we just talked about this a little bit earlier. I'm not a huge fan of leaving. Like I understand it, it's difficult for her. I understand she has she has problems, and I understand that maybe there is something better for her. Maybe she'll enter politics. You know, maybe she's she's going to take her her knowledge, she's going to take her awareness, she's going to take her political savvy, she's going to take her ability to market herself, maybe she'll jump into politics. I think, that, I think that's a great idea and that's a great way to make real change. Be part of the mechanism, be part of the machine. You know, go in there and go to Washington, D.C., where you don't just report on the news, you don't just report on what these politicians are doing, but you can actually do it yourself. I think that would be miraculous. But never... If you have the opportunity to change a place from within, I always feel like that's the way to go. And Donald Trump's the same. What he said at CPAC this past weekend was, look, we're not joining. We're not starting a third party. That'd be stupid. What? We're going to divide the vote? No, we're not interested in that. We are Republicans. We are conservatives. And moving forward, this is what we're going to do. We believe this, that and the other. And also, this is very important. We will fight you. If you come at us and that's the big difference that we never had that in the Republican Party, we never had somebody who would fight you if you came at them and tried to cancel them, tried to get them censored or thrown off of a platform, tried to take away one of their rights. It's refreshing to see. And we saw it in Ted Cruz. We saw it in Christine Ohm. We saw it in Matt Gates. We're seeing it in Marjorie Taylor Greene. We're seeing it in everybody that the left is calling crazy and conspiracy theorists and and Q and Anonymous and all these other things. Everybody that the left hates and is attacking, those are the same people that are fighting back. 855-765-1045. Speaking of Ted Cruz... We have to play you something that we found on the Internet earlier today. It's <clears throat> very enjoyable. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Quick break. We'll get to more of your phone calls here in just a minute, too, and more of the Marque shows next. My name is Mark K, eight five five seven six five one zero four five 1045 is our number, 855-765-1045. You've got local news anchors quitting their jobs because they say there's not enough actual journalism in their newsrooms. And there's not enough opinions, there's not enough ideas, there's not enough sides being represented. Uh, and, and when Carrie Lake, who if you don't live in the Phoenix area or Arizona area or whatever, you may not know who she is, but you know she's a pretty big deal. You know, Think about the most famous female news broadcaster in your city, that's her. And uh, and she's walking away because she says that the journalism, you know, there need to be two different opinions and viewpoints in every story, and there's not. And after she outed journalism for that, um, journalism attacked her, and they're basically saying she's a Trump supporter, QAnon conspiracy theorist, and uh, and she's you know doing this to cover up controversies and, and and you know so on and so forth. But the point she makes seems to be like a valid one. I mean, if you're really a, a journalist or a news reporter, wouldn't you want? Both sides of the story All one zero four five. All right, so Ted Cruz was at CPAC this past weekend, and uh, he did he did part. I mean, his whole speech we played a little bit of it earlier, but he did part stand up comedy routine. He did part, you uh, like televangelist or tent revivalist. He did part fire and brimstone, the devil and Daniel Webster. He did. I mean, it was a it was a really incredible Ted Cruz type experience, and somebody on the internet. Decided it would be funny to take part of the stand up and throw the uh, Seinfeld theme underneath it. For those Seinfeld fan- fans, you know, at the beginning of the end and the end of each episode, there was some stand up with the theme music behind it. And it's hilarious. Josh found it the other day. It's so funny. He's choking <laughs> right now. What the hell's going on? What happened he to Josh? He's on water. What's, he, what's in that flask? What are you drinking? Anyway, um, so he, uh, he, he pulled it off for us. If you missed it, it's hilarious. We just want you to hear. Uh, how how perfect this, this, this is This is Ted Seinfeld Live from CPAC
2: By the way How many of y'all have eaten at a restaurant in the last six months? <laughs> Can I just stop and say how strange the rules are right now I want to understand how this virus works So when you walk in You gotta put your mask on Sadly I've got two You walk in You gotta put your mask on You sit down Take your mask off Apparently the virus is actually connected to elevation. Now no, remember, this is all about science. It's actually it may not be elevation. I think it's it, it's that there are hormones that are released in your thighs when you're sitting, so you can sit at the table and there's no virus being transmitted. But if you stand up, put the mask on. I mean, that's
1: just that's just and that's just that is one of the greatest things I think I've heard. I've heard all I've heard all, with Ted Seinfeld, live at CPAC. 855-765-1045. Speaking of the virus, Sarah's in Houston. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm great. How are you all? Hey, we're good. We're good. What's going on in Houston? Are you guys uh throwing your masks in the uh, waste paper basket and uh you know opening up all your restaurants yet?
5: Um, not yet. I believe it's next Wednesday. Oh, okay, good. You forgot to call me a Neanderthal.
1: I forgot to call um, you a Neanderthal, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But, um, I try not to stoop to uh, the president's level.
5: Yeah, you wouldn't do that. That's only Joe Biden. Um, Yeah. It just, I'm really, like, I didn't know as much as what you told us about the Arizona, um, the woman who just quit. Yeah. Um, It just, it really pisses me off how everyone seems so cultish whenever it's cancel culture, so.
1: It is really interesting how how when it's when it's uh, Dr. Seuss or Mr. Potato Head or something, everybody will jump on the bandwagon. But if it's a differing op- opinion, in fact, uh, Sarah, thanks so much for calling. I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you heard the news or got the memo, but there's not going to be any legislation voted on today. There's not going to be anything passed out of the House today. Your your stimulus checks that you've been waiting for, the stimulus checks that, that you've been being promised. Joe Biden, if you live in Georgia, he came down during the uh, the the runoffs and promised you two thousand dollars. First of all, you're not getting anywhere near two thousand dollars. Now they're working on fourteen hundred dollar checks, but they're not going to be cleared today. Um, they're working on on you know uh, different stimulus programs for small businesses. You're not going to get any additional stimulus today. Nothing is going to happen in the Senate and the House today because they're not at work. And if you're thinking to yourself, well, March the 4th, what is March the 4th? Is it is this a holiday that I that I don't remember? Why is it is is it like are they did they all get COVID and they all have to quarantine? What's happening? Why is it that nobody in the federal government is working at the Capitol building today? And I will tell you in just a minute, because we got to take another very brief break. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. Quick break. We'll be right back. It's the K Show. Stay tuned. 855-765-1045 is our number. Thanks for joining us. By the way, we have a really great round of What the Bleep coming up. Uh, in about 30 minutes or so, we're going to play What the Bleep. We do it every Thursday. I can't believe it's already. Thursday. That's amazing. What, what this week has gone by so Fast. Uh, also, we just got a call from Sarah in Houston and she and I said, hey, Sarah, thanks so much for calling. And she said, thank you for not calling me a Neanderthal. And a couple people weren't under. They, they thought maybe I was calling people Neanderthals earlier and that kind of thing. Uh, but no, that was a comment from the president of the United States, Joe Biden. Joe, maybe this is one of the reasons that they don't let Joe Biden take questions yesterday after the uh, the meeting with Democrats. And I, I stand corrected once again. There three, were
0: there was some confusion during. To-
3: Hey,
1: Gina. All right. Let's take a point away from Josh. <laughs> uh, Josh is now down to three points on trivia for that. Anyway, uh, th- there was, you know, yesterday um, I-, I did misspeak. I said that there weren't reporters on the call, but apparently there were reporters on the call, which may be one of the reasons why Nancy Pelosi cut Joe Biden's feed when he asked for questions. If you missed it, it sounded like this.
3: Let me turn on the. Curse, that... it's John. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm happy to take questions if that's what I'm supposed to do, Nance, whatever you want me to do.
1: And then the feed goes blank. White House cut the feed, probably on Nancy Pelosi's orders, because Joe Biden asked Nancy Pelosi, could I please take questions? And no, uh, he wasn't allowed. So maybe one of the reasons is because he was calling everybody in Texas. And what was the other state that opened? Was it Mississippi? Mississippi. uh, They had called called them all Neanderthals or rather accused them of Neanderthal thinking. Listen to this is when he was asked about Texas and Mississippi lifting their mask mandates and opening their states 100 percent.
3: We are on the cusp of being able to fundamentally change the nature of this disease because of the way in which we're able to get vaccines in people's arms. We've been able to move that all the way up to the end of May to have enough for every American to get every adult American to get a shot. And the last thing, the last thing you need is Neanderthal thinking that in the meantime, everything's fine. Take off your mask. Forget it. All right.
1: But- So he said the last thing we need is Neanderthal thinking that everything's fine. Take off your mask. Go out to dinner. Go back to work. Send your kids to school. Play sports. That's just that's Neanderthal thinking. What and let me translate this. What that means is that is Joe Biden's way of saying what we don't need in this country is free thinking. We don't need people making decisions about their own health. We don't need people making decisions about their own livelihood. The last thing we need is people thinking that the government is wrong and they're right. Do you know how detrimental that would be to Joe Biden and his party and his agenda and the radicals who run it? Do you know how how detrimental that would be to Bernie Sanders and AOC and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and everybody who's trying to grow the government? They're trying to federalize elections, elections which the Constitution clearly say are run by individual state legislators. They're trying to basically look at there. And by passing this law, they try to make you think that it's not unconstitutional. It is. The problem is we have a Supreme Court that doesn't really like to do their job anymore, which is remind the Congress when they do something that's unconstitutional, which is why they're probably pushing the boundaries, which is why they're probably saying, yeah, we should we should act now because John Roberts and the rest of the justices that Donald Trump appointed, ironically, are too scared to actually say You're wrong. And the Constitution is right. So Neanderthal thinking in Joe Biden's mind is free thinking. Anyone who disagrees with the government, anyone who disagrees with the government sciences, scientists, anyone who disagrees with the government policies, if you don't have a mask mandate, you are a Neanderthal. If you uh let people go out to restaurants that are packed to full capacity, you are a, you are a less than human. You are not as developed. you are not nearly as uh, you know the, the you're, you're lower on the on the human evolution scale. You know we're all up here with our masks standing upright. You guys in Texas and Mississippi without your masks are hunched over and dragging a, a club behind you on the ground, uh, just trying to figure out where where you can start a fire. That's what Joe Biden and his party thinks. And just know, I mean, it's not the first time. We've been called deplorables before by Hillary Clinton. You know, we've been called Neanderthals now by Joe Biden. It continues. It continues. They want you to believe that if you believe the government is wrong, if you believe you can make the best choice for you, yourself, your family, your business, if you, if you dare think that you have liberty in this country and that you don't need to double check with the government before you do something like go out to eat, then you're a neanderthal you're less of a person they're either going to control you they're going to condemn you or they're going to bully and belittle you and it doesn't matter who they are it could be the president of the united states he'll sit right there in the white house and do it 855 1045 is our number 855 1045 is our number this is scott in georgia hi scott how are you thanks so much for calling the markay show
5: good morning hey good morning scott Good morning, sir. Uh, I just basically had a question, and I've been asking people around me, uh, this question, and that is the fact that we have statistical hard data proof that shows that President Trump won this election. Uh, refused, the, the Supreme Court refused to hear it, refused to even see it, really. And, uh, a falsified president was sworn into office. My question is this. When they keep talking about, well, we'll get them back in two years or we'll get them back in four years. First of all, our vote was deleted this time. How is it not going to be deleted the next time? That's my first question. The second question is, how do we live? People say we'll get them back in four years. Okay, well, look at the damage that's been done in six weeks. What's four years going to bring, and what's there going to be left to salvage once we do come back into control, if we're ever allowed to? Because the way I feel, especially with this bill that just passed the House this morning, that they're taking the, uh, the they're trying to secure the fact that we will never have a Republican or a conservative president again in this country, and that's that's the move they're making right now is to secure that future fact sure. that we'll never have a, 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 a conservative president in the office. And how are we, how, how exactly are we supposed to live under the tyranny of a falsified president for the next four years?
1: Scott, that's a great question. Listen, and a lot of people have been asking the same question. What is going to be left? What? How is it that we can come back from this? You know, what, what are the Democrats going to do in the next two years or the four years? And, and these, these bills that are passing the House that, would, you know, seems like every single day, these bills that are being rammed through to change elections and to change immigration and the way they're locking down Washington, D.C., these executive orders, they're deleting jo- all this stuff. What is going to be left of this country to save And it's a great question. It's a valid point. Now, the good news is that the election process still still takes place in the state legislators and state uh, legislatures. And a lot of states are taking action. Georgia. Just pass some incredible laws, and you know they're incredible because everyone's calling them racist. Uh, you have laws being passed in Pennsylvania. You've got people like Matt Gaetz and, and Rand Paul who have vowed to travel the country in the next two years making sure that elections are safe and they're secure and they're honest and that there are no problems. You've got people like Ron DeSantis, governors in Florida, who already run great elections that have no questions, they're run well, they're run honestly, they're reported quickly and efficiently. And he's not only doing that already, but fortifying Florida elections for the future. I mean, there's a lot of action being taken on the state level, and that's where the action has to be taken. Now, as far as the the Democrats ruining the country from the House of Representatives – Don't be too scared by the House bills that come out of the House of Representatives. Every single one of them will pass the House of Representatives. The fight comes to the Senate. It comes down to the Senate. And that's where we still have a 50-50 split. And as long as the Republicans can can all kind of stick together, maybe draw a Joe Manchin or someone from the other side over, if we can bat them back for two years, if we can negotiate enough for two years, they are doing more damage and they are being more extreme and they're being more crazy and they're calling us more names and they are being more divisive than they've ever been before. So taking back the House of Representatives and the Senate in, in two years should be one of the easiest things the Republicans can do if we can get these 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 rhino Republicans and these these never Trumpers who are who are dead set on fighting the, the party every step of the way, if we can get them out of the way. And get some real conservatives, some combative conservatives who will fight for their values. If we can get them into the Senate, if we can get them into the House of Representatives, then we can just stop it all. Joe Biden will be a figurehead, which basically is right now because we know Nancy Pelosi's calling all the shots. But we, we can stop him dead in his tracks for the next two years, take back the White House, hopefully, and, uh, and see some real change. But everything starts on the state level. So, uh, Scott, you're in Georgia. Georgia is looking up. You know, you've got some solid professional legislators uh, legislators there that are making positive change. You got to fix your governor. You know, you got some problems with the attorney general, you have some weak leadership, but that's up to you guys to fix and you do it on the ground. And and you've got good people there fighting for you. It it goes for every state. You've got to start at the local level. You've got to make sure your state laws are ironclad and you're sending good people who will fight for you, combative conservatives to Congress. That's what we need. That's how we save the country. 855-765-1045. By the way, I'll tell you again. I forgot this break, but we'll do the next break. Why there's no business being done in Washington today. You may not believe it, but probably you will. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Markay Show next. It's the Markay
2: Show.
1: My name is Markay. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 is our number. By the way, we need to do... We, there's some, a couple of really interesting stories. I don't want to do like any kind of cheesy... I mean, we do enough cheesy bits here, but there's something about just like quick hits from the cancel culture, like a cancel culture kind of update. Yeah. Like, for example, uh, Chris Harrison from The Bachelor. He's know,
2: canceled he, now, right? He's canceled now, but I,
1: I read a story he's working with... Get this. He's working with a race uh, expert to
3: i'm assuming not a running race expert no
1: no not a running because he said some things that were racially insensitive apparently on that podcast so now i want to say what is the actual race counselor what can you imagine that as a job like that definitely be a seems race counselor? that definitely seems like a job somebody just made up uh because they're like hey you know what i could i could probably be a race counselor i guarantee a ton of networks and you know abc's paying for it oh 100% so they're making bank that's something i'm going to i'm going to look into um also the Washington Football Team, formerly known as the Washington Wait, Redskins, you know this one, <laughs> and they've had, and now this is. I want to clarify something. They've had some problems with cheerleaders in the past. There was a lot of debauchery. There was a lot of uh, sexual, assu- um, it was sexually inappropriate behavior. It was almost like like Cuomo was in the uh, in in the organization <laughs> with these Redskins cheerleaders. And so now what they've done is they've decided, and I think that this is. Less of a – I think this is less of a wokeness thing and more of a we don't want to get sued anymore thing. Mm-hmm. But they're basically getting rid of the cheerleaders altogether after something like 100 years of Redskins cheerleaders, of Washington football team uh, cheerleaders, pardon me. Now what they're doing is they are having a co-ed dance squad. So <laughs> so I've, apparently they, they feel like that's the answer. So if you watch the Washington football team this season, you're going to see during the halftime shows um, – Not cheerleaders, not red skinnets, which is what they used to be called. Right. You're going to see the co-ed dance squad. Um, Could be woke. Could just be like they're tired of paying out, you know, uh, they're tired of paying out settlements uh, up there at the Washington football team. 855-765-1045. All right. Speaking of Washington, I told you I'd tell you this um, for a while now. House Democrats, if you read the New York Post, have surrendered to QAnon. And they've scrapped all work for the day. That's according to the New York Post. Basically, what happened was they say they have a credible threat of a militia that is, I guess, uh, you know, part of the part of the Q uh, and the uh, anonymous conspiracy theories that we hear. People that are, I guess, similar to the attackers on January sixth. They have credible threats. From these these militia members that today March the fourth, which was the original inauguration day, I didn't know um, that they were they were going to attack the Capitol building and try to reinstate Donald Trump as president because they uh, they've sworn allegiance to him in some way, shape or form. And so they've they've basically given uh they've basically declared a QAnon holiday today and they've all taken off. There's no legislature legislators at the Capitol building like they were January sixth. Um AOC is not hiding in an office blocks away pretending that her life was in danger today, um like she did on January sixth. They're all at home and no work is being done because today, March of the fourth, uh signifies a QAnon holiday. Like um like I don't know, like uh, the the fourth of July. Or Q Year's Eve, or uh, or Q Wanza I don't know. Was it one of those? Um, but that, that
4: just be Kwanzaa.
1: That's well, Q Wanza I don't know. Eight five five seven six five one four. That's that's why there's no work being done today um, in Washington D.C. as opposed to most days <laughs> when they're there and just not doing anything. Anyway, quick break. When we get back, it's time for what. The Bleep, we need two contestants who'd like to play. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045 is our number. Two contestants for What The Bleep. We'll do it right after this
3: on The Marquet Show. And the last thing, the last thing we need is the Neanderthal thinking that in the meantime, everything's fine. Take off your mask. Forget it. Get-
1: I'll tell you what, Neanderthal thinking more than welcome here on The Marquet Show. 855 765 and with all thinking, welcome. Eight five five seven six five 765 All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time now for one of our favorite things that we do each and every week, lunch. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. I was really excited <laughs> for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's time for one of our favorite things that we do every week, what the bleep. And this is... Uh, very special we this is a very special edition we're going back to the old school way of playing after experimenting a little you know experimentation's fine uh but we we prefer you know we prefer to kick it old school style so we're going to meet our contestants and then we're going to play them a um a clip from the news uh we have a lot of clips from CPAC, which is very exciting some other big newsworthy stories that uh, that happened this week and then uh, we're going to bleep out one word they have to guess what that bleeped out word is if they get it right they get a point whoever has the most points at the end of the game wins a mark k show prize pack let's meet our contestants, shall we yes okay good first up we have (laughs) uh from Middleburg. it's chrissy hi chrissy how are you hi i'm great how are you guys oh we're doing great chrissy you sound great yeah oh thank you i'm so excited to speak to you oh i'm so excited to speak to you are you excited to play the game as well yes i am oh fantastic all right we're gonna lock you in chrissy you're contestant number one and you will be playing against looks like sissy sissy how are you (laughs) I'm doing great. How are you, Mark? I'm doing great. <laughs> Sissy and Chrissy are; those are our two contestants today.
5: <laughs> all right. I'm one of the Neander- Neanderthals. Though. You want the
1: Neanderthals? Yeah. Well, we're all Neanderthals here, so you're in good company. <laughs> uh, Sissy, Sissy, where are you calling from today? Uh, Mississippi. No, come on, you are not. You're making that up. <laughs> I promise, I'm not. Wait, so That's we've amazing. Got, we've got Chrissy playing Sissy from Mississippi.
2: Okay, that's it. Yeah, perfect. All right, great. I love
1: it. I love it. All right, well, Chrissy and uh, Sissy from Missy, here's what we're going to do. We're going to play you the clips one at a time, and all you have to do is tell us uh, what the bleep. Are you guys ready? Ready. All right, listen carefully. Okay. Chrissy. I think they're sisters. Chrissy, uh, we're going to start with you. Listen carefully. This is uh, this is Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York, um, talking about some of his debauchery at a press conference the other day. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. Here we go.
5: Okay. Uh,
3: you can go find hundreds of pictures of me. uh people uh, men women whoa 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 <laughs>
1: whoa, 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 whoa. What, what? wow all right let me play that one more time let me, let me play that one more time it's, it was a little tricky to hear
3: uh, you can go find hundreds of pictures of me uh, people uh, men women wow uh, what uh, what did
1: he say there chrissy what do you think
4: well i'm gonna say
1: laughing with laughing with people laughing let's let's see if that's what he said
3: uh, you can go find hundreds of pictures of me uh, kissing people oh, uh, kissing men women
1: me. yeah he's kissing people yeah the kid okay. he, you remember, yeah. remember in the godfather Fredo when he grabbed Fredo he goes you yeah. broke my heart Fredo that's what he did that's what, they, uh, that's what he's big oh, that's okay because that was just the first one we have plenty okay. more to go sissy are okay. you ready for your first one I'm ready. All right, Sissy. Listen carefully. This is Governor Andrew Cuomo talking about his debauchery at his press conference yet again. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. Here we go.
3: And I want you to know this from me directly. I never f***ed <laughs> anyone. <Hurt>. What? <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> what do you think, Sissy? What do you say? Uh, you? What'd you say? Play it one more time. All right, I'll play it one more time. Sure, and I you want you to real. know this from me it's directly.
3: Touched. Touched. I never it's anyone. <laughs>
1: what do you think, it's sissy? What is it? So harassed. Hold on. One at a time. Sissy, what's your answer? Harassed? Harassed. All right, let's take a listen and see what it is. Here we go.
3: And I want you to know this from me directly. I never touched oh. anyone. Oh,
1: it was It was touched. <laughs> he never touched anyone. That was a tough one. I was tough. All right, here we go. Uh, back to you. Little back shelter. to you, Chrissy. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Listen up, Chrissy. This is Andrew Cuomo at his press conference yesterday <laughs> talking more about his supposed debauchery. Listen carefully. Tell us what the bleep.
3: There was an event in Queens the other day. Uh, the pastors and the. the uh, assembly members who were
2: there. <laughs> yeah, listen to it one more uh, time. Listen to it one more. Yeah.
3: He's got a thick accent. Listen one more time. There was an event in Queens the other day. Uh, the pastors and the, the uh, assembly members who were there. Uh, what do you do to those pastors?
2: <laughs> oh, God. I...
1: Can I hear it one more time? Yeah, absolutely. Let's hear it one more time. Listen carefully.
3: There was an event in Queens the other day. Uh, the pastors and the the uh, assembly members who were there. I have no idea. Take, take a guess. The, the the priests? I
2: don't know.
1: The priest? You think he priests the pastors? Yeah. Okay, get, all right. Oh, no, no. Um. Oh, it's, okay. Okay. No, I don't, I don't know what it is. All right, well, let's take a
3: listen. To there was know. an event in Queens the other day. Uh, hugged the pastors, the pastors and they, uh, oh, the uh, oh, assembly members no, who were
1: that's, there. A, that's, a, that's okay. The good news is, bad news is you got it wrong. The good news is you're both still tied with zero. So okay, good. Yeah, that it's works. It's anybody's works. game. All right, uh, Chrissy, we're back to you. Are you ready, Chrissy? Wait, no, I'm Chrissy. sorry. I'm sorry, Chrissy. <laughs> Sissy from Mississippi. It's your turn. Are you ready, Sissy? I'm ready. Okay, listen carefully. This is, we'll get off a of Cuomo now. Uh, i good. Donald Trump at CPAC the other day, speaking to the audience. <laughs> listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. Here we go. But who knows?
2: Who knows? I may even decide to <laughs> them for a third time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, <laughs> sissy? <laughs> Play it
1: one more time. Yeah, no, let's play it one more yeah, time. Let's, we'll play all the hits. Here I'm we go. Sorry. Listen, no, that's okay. Listen carefully. But who
2: knows? Who knows? I may even decide
3: to them for a third time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it gets better every time I hear. What do you think? What's uh, what the bleep? What word do we bleep out there? Crush. Crush. <laughs> Crush. That's a good one. Let's take a listen and see if that's what he's. <laughs> but who knows? <laughs> who knows? I may even
2: decide to beat them for oh, a third time. Beat! Thank for a third time. Didn't didn't them. That is some loud cheering. Yeah, I, it
1: was Donald Trump. They cheer really loud for him. That's that was true. uh, it was beat, which is like crushing, but not really. So uh, we I go know. back. We go back to you, Chrissy. <laughs> Chrissy, this is your last okay. chance. Uh, Chrissy, your last chance yeah. to get on the board here with a point. Are you ready? Okay. Yes, I'm ready. This is also from CPAC. This is Texas Senator Ted Cruz. Listen carefully and
2: tell us what the bleep. Here we go. You see statists in California putting 37 tons of <laughs> in a skate park. <laughs> what is this? Back to the future? What, what is? What, <laughs> what is that? Uh, what is that, Chrissy? What did he say there? What the bleep? Uh, one more time. One more time. Here we go. You see statists in California putting 37 tons of in a skate park. In a skate park. Garbage? Garbage. Garbage. Let's take a listen and see what he said. You see statists in California putting 37 tons of sand in a skate park. It was sand. It was sand because
1: they don't want the kids skating because of COVID, so they put the sand. In. All right, here we go, sissy. Uh, we wow. got one more here, sissy. If you can, okay. if you can correctly yeah. identify this one, then you win the game with a whopping score of one to nothing. Are you ready? Uh, okay, I'm ready. All right, listen carefully, sissy from Mississippi. This is Ted Cruz, uh, senator from Texas at CPAC. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. Here we go.
2: In the immortal words of William Wallace. What uh let's play that one more time
1: just because I know someone's gonna In the
2: immortal words of William Wallace F the of Wallace, F- up. Good comfort of my family.
1: What do you think, Sissy? Wait, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> In the immortal words of William Wallace, shut up! That was my favorite part of Braveheart. The when when, were when they, were, too like, late, yeah. they were disemboweling him in front of everybody, and he goes,
2: shut
1: up! I just imagine him like being downstairs neighbor banging a brain <laughs> handle on the roof. Shut up! Shut up! The revolution's too loud up
2: there! Keep it down! All right, let's, let's take a listen and see, and see what he said. In the immortal words of William Wallace... Wallace. Freedom! <laughs> oh, man, so
1: oh, I'll tell you what, Chrissy and them. Sissy oh, from God. Mississippi, that was a really, <laughs> that, that was funny. a tough round. You ladies played well, but in the end, everybody loses, so congratulations. That, that's okay. that's, a, that takes a, that's a rarity around here, so you guys should be proud of yourself. Uh, hang on one second. <laughs> it's the Mark K. show. We've got we to take a quick break.
2: We'll be right back.
1: 765 1045. Shut up! I don't know why that's so I
2: don't know why. I don't
1: know why I think that's so funny. In the immortal
2: words of William Wallace. Up! That
1: was Beautiful. Oh god, you gotta love, you gotta love Ted Cruz Unhinged. 855 five, 765 uh, 1045 So uh we're well, listen. we're gonna uh, we're gonna take a couple of phone calls here real quick. This is Sheila in New Jersey. Hi, Sheila, thanks so much for calling the Marquette show. How are you?
0: Hey, Mark, love your show. Sheila, thank I'm, you so I'm much.
4: Laughing. Uh, I was saying all
0: the answers on this side. of the phone. Braveheart was the best, though.
4: Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah,
1: I know. And it's one of those fun games where even if you're not playing with us, you can play along at home or on the phone. You can't win anything, but you can play along at home. It's like when no, I play Jeopardy at home. I never actually get the money, but it's a lot of fun just mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, to play along. Anyway, what do you want to say today, Sheila? What's on your mind?
0: All right, I am so upset anyway. I mean, I can't believe it. We're just waiting for the next day for the other shoe to drop. Uh, the Democrats have to realize that this is just wrong. 16-year-olds voting, I mean, everything they've done is wrong already. You know, everything President Trump had did, they're just trying to reverse it. And it's just child play. But as far as a 16-year-old being able to vote, they're not even interested in politics, number one. Does that mean you're going to change the the age to drinking, smoking, join the service, and driving? Because if they're going to use them for voting, then give them you know the rewards for everything else. Yeah. No. And if I, anyone,
1: I, I, I think Sheila, you bring up a great point. For those of you that don't know what happened, there was a there was a contingency in this legislative uh, legislative idea or this this House resolution um, that they voted on to allow 16 year olds to vote, but that actually got voted down. Ironically, not by a lot of people, but by some. Um, And it won't be moving on. But you're right. The the one thing that people need to realize about that party, the party in power, is that they're the party of power. And when they're in power, all they do is try to figure out how they can change the game so they never lose power or how they can get more power. It's not about giving power to the people, which is where who should have the power anyway. And it's who the Constitution has given the power to. The, The people in power... They don't think that the people are smart enough to have power. They don't think that they don't trust the people. That's why Joe Biden's out there calling everyone in Texas and Mississippi Neanderthals, because they don't believe they don't believe that you're allowed to or or smart enough really to think by yourself to make your own health choices. They don't think you're allowed or smart enough to spend your own money. That's why they want to tax you at 70 percent. They'll take the money and they'll spend it on things that they think you need. And don't even question them about it. They're not going to they're not going to answer your questions, even if they're the president wants to answer your questions, he's not going to be allowed to answer
3: your questions because Nancy Pelosi won't let him. I want to thank you all. I really mean it. From the bar, I want to thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm happy to take questions if that's what I'm supposed to do, Nance, whatever you want me to do.
0: Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help.